four pillars of a quality relationship. What are the most important things to look for when selecting a potential partner? Well, I've done a lot of reading on relationships and although I am no expert, I do think that I've learned a lot from the experts and I understand a bit of psychology. I'm currently single and taking an intellectual approach to selecting the right person while also trying to remember that love is never supposed to be a business transaction. Relationships are transactional as there's always a give and take, but they also need to be approached with emotion and tenderness. We all want to find someone who can meet us where we're at and where the energy exchange is equal. In the past, I've given too much to men and have been taken advantage of or treated poorly. Now, I'm wise enough to know that how a man treats you in the beginning is how he will always treat you. And there's no purpose trying to make something work with anyone who doesn't meet your basic needs. Through trial and error and a great deal of self-reflection, I've found that the most important pillars to building a solid relationship are compatibility, chemistry, connection, and communication. To be compatible with someone means that you're in similar places in life, you want similar things, and are going in the same direction. This to me is the first barrier to get past, and if this doesn't line up, there really is no point in moving forward. It takes time to really grasp whether your long-term vision aligns with someone. However, there are a few basic things to look for when determining whether their life is similar to yours. Do they work days, weekends, or nights, and does that align with your schedule? What do they do for fun and how do they spend their free time? Do they drink, smoke, or have certain habits that don't align with you? Do they have a job that can afford them the same luxuries that are important to you? Compatibility is more about day-to-day -day life habits rather than your favorite movie, band, or ice cream flavor. That's all surface stuff and you have to get a little deeper. Chemistry is all about how you feel when you're with someone. Do you feel like you're being yourself or putting up a front? Does the conversation flow easily or does it feel forced? Can you be alone together without distractions and still enjoy each other's company? Are you agreeable and do things to appease them at the expense of yourself? Or are you able to speak up about your wants and needs too? Does it feel good when they touch you, kiss you, and are near you? For me, I need to have a spark with someone when they touch me. It has to feel natural and exhilarating. I've also noticed the way a man smells is important to me. I want him to smell good and have good hygiene, however, I also want to know and love his natural pheromones. Too much cologne is not attractive to me, and if they have bad breath or body odor, then they're not getting anywhere near me sexually. I actually broke up with a very nice man in the past because I didn't like the way he smelled. I don't feel bad about this because in the animal kingdom, where they don't use body sprays and perfumes, the way to determine a mate is based on smell. This is how you know if you're a genetic match. People who overuse perfumes to cover up their natural smell are often misleading their potential mates. Connection is the hardest thing to find in a potential partner. I've only felt it twice. I've felt a spark with the men I've dated seriously, but in retrospect, the connection was never really there. It was either puppy love, infatuation, admiration, or lust. When things got hard, they ran away or I shut down. I've never been able to get over the eight month marker and still stay with a man because as the honeymoon phase ended and reality came into play, I discovered things that didn't fully match up between us. 
the only person in my life that I made a lasting connection with was my ex-husband. We were friends for over a year before we got together, so there was already a level of love and respect for him. However, once we came together, we were bonded. It was rocky in the beginning, and we even broke up for a while, and then we broke up again. But I always knew in my heart that we were meant to be together. I knew that we had a rare connection, and that is something you cannot make or break. It just is. No matter how much time or space is between you, there's always a familiarity when you come back together, as if there was never a distance. It sometimes happens in friendships, too. My best friend of 23 years is a shining example of what I mean by connection. We've known each other for so long, but sometimes we come together and sometimes we drift apart. We've always been linked spiritually and I consider her my star sister. We met in middle school and became instant best friends. We hung out every day and over the summer. And then in high school, we had a mutual friend who put a wedge between us and we didn't talk and we actually actively disliked each other for about a year. And then one day, we just reconnected and became instant best friends again. We couldn't even remember what exactly happened to make us stop talking. Since then, we've gone through different phases of life, but somehow the universe just keeps crossing our paths. She got pregnant within six months of me, so our kids have known each other their whole lives. Her parents love me, so they've always invited me to their family celebrations. Since I didn't have a solid family growing up, they became my family. The craziest part of our alignment is that her older sister met my uncle on a dating website and now they're married. So we actually are family by law. As for my co-parent, I still have a connection with him because it can never be destroyed, but it has transformed into something different. We still have a great deal of respect for each other. We still say I love you, but not romantically. He's just always been there for me, and we both know that you can never stop loving someone when it's unconditional. I believe in my heart that we were meant to find each other at a young age to help us grow and become adults. We both had Jehovah's Witnesses as parents, and we both dropped out of high school to work. We were forced to grow up fast, and we needed each other at that time of our lives. Our children were also meant to be brought into this world, and that is the best thing to come from our union. Just because we grew apart does not mean that we still aren't friends who care about each other. I didn't know myself when we were married, and it took me a long time to learn who I was and what I wanted in a partner. Now that I know what I want, I understand that connection is the pillar that is the most important in partner selection while also being the most difficult to find. While connection is the most rare, communication is key. There can and will be breakdowns that need to be navigated through to ensure the relationship stays intact. The best relationships and friendships need to be fostered and nurtured, and laying a foundation is important. I like to communicate with my partner almost daily to check in and let him know that I'm thinking of him. I appreciate when the exchange is equal so that I'm not the only one in initiating the conversation and to know that they're thinking of me too. I don't need to text all day long, rather, I like to have an ongoing dialogue. I like to stay close to the people I care about and usually like to see someone I'm dating once a week. However, my life is busy and assuming they will have life obligations, 
time doesn't always permit a weekly visit, in which case I think an occasional phone call to hear their voice is important to stay connected. I've never tried a long distance relationship and I wonder how that works, but I feel like once you've laid the foundation and know that you're know your place in a relationship, then I'm more interested in the quality time than the quantity. When in a partnership, time should flow freely and we should just ride the wave. I need a level of freedom to feel comfortable. And I want a person who also values their freedom and independence. I also need someone who's emotionally intelligent and can verbalize their feelings. It's sometimes easier for me to write out my feelings, to organize my thoughts, and the person I'm meant to be with will know how to accept my deep, raw, and unfiltered emotions without getting scared or offended by them. I need a safe space to express myself and be accepted at my most vulnerable. I also need my man to be willing to work through our disagreements and understand that disagreements are normal, but disrespect is not. Conclusion. I have not found all four pillars in one person, but I'm hopeful. Even when I was married, we were missing the communication aspect and a lot of that was due to being so young. It takes time to learn how to express yourself and hear other people. It takes courage to be honest and vulnerable. Many times people avoid tough conversations out of fear that they won't be accepted or that they'll lose their love. Many people settle for comfort because they don't want to be alone. Unfortunately, when you settle, you are dismissing the possibility of finding the right person for you. I'm not looking for perfection, but I have settled before. that happened when I didn't understand what builds a solid relationship. And this time, I know what I'm looking for, and I will keep myself open until he finds me. Thank you for listening to the Molly Podcast. This was the four pillars of a quality relationship. Please like and subscribe to stay in touch.